0: Hey, welcome to episode 11 of the Super Nintendo Exploration Squad. I couldn't think of a better place to put this, so stay tuned after the episode for a remix of a song from this week's game by our very own Tulpa. It's another vapor, vapor, vapor vaporwave connection. Uh, It'll be all the way at the end. Anyway, uh, here's the intro music. Welcome to the Super Nintendo Exploration Squad podcast, episode 11, a selectbutton.net Guiden podcast. Uh, Every week, we select three games at random. You get to vote on which one we play, and then we discuss it using the five standardized metrics for scoring a video game, which are vanity, mystery, poetry, harmony, and gun. Not necessarily in that order. Um, I'm your host, Virtual Clint. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, Courier Rice could not make it today. Uh, but we are joined by...
1: Uh, this is Riley. I am the Blueberry Hill on the select button forum. I'm a bachelor of Bachelorsoft, the number one video game developer in the world. And
2: I am Talpa. Please enjoy
0: your flights. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, and this week we are playing... <laughs> Aerobiz, which is not about a red anthropomorphic bat, but is instead a game about the inevitable mindless growth of capitalism via airlines. Uh, It's actually a lot of fun despite that description I just gave it. Um, It was released in 1992 for the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis or, or Master System if you will. Uh and also the FM Towns and PC-98 and Sharp X68 something or other. There's a lot of zeros after that. Uh it was published and developed by Koei. Is that how you say that K O E I? Koei? Guess Koei. Koei. Perfect. Uh Is that Koei Koei. I would say the I. K O E I. Uh and and I think I know them more for, uh, Dynasty Warriors, and they also do Nobunaga's Ambition. Uh, so they're, they're still pumping stuff out. Um, but yeah, and, and AeroBiz is basically a simulation game where you play as the CEO of an airline and try not to run it into the ground. Um, there was a sequel as well called AeroBiz Supersonic, but we don't care about that today at all. So, uh, and, and I asked everybody to play an hour, uh, but how long did you play? Uh, and how, well, it's hard to say how far you got, but how long did you play this game?
3: I played for about, uh, four minutes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, good enough. <laughs> I played for about two hours, I think.
2: I got kind of obsessed with this
0: game. I played for about ten hours. Which is great and totally expected. Um, <laughs> and I, I played about two, maybe two and a half hours at most, um... I don't think that's enough time to finish even the shortest game, though. Um, maybe I just suck, though. That could be it. Um, but I didn't actually finish a game, so that's fine, I think. Got the idea. Um, but yeah, so let's just go ahead and jump right in, um, and let's talk about our first topic, which is gun. <laughs> And uh, for you know, most video games with planes in them would have a lot of guns. This one doesn't have any guns. Uh, but what do we think of of the uh, Aerobiz gun uh, this week?
2: Oh, uh, before we do that, I do want to make one minor adjustment to your description of the game. It's not just about the mindless rise of capitalism, because if you play as Moscow, it's about the mindless uh, rise and fall of communism.
0: Oh yeah, there's a whole thing, c- because you can pick time frames, and then you can be playing this during the Cold War, and then you can't buy certain planes, because it's, like, oh, that's, yeah, that's interesting. So there you go. Not just capitalism.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm curious sure to hear what years you guys played as well, actually.
2: Oh, uh, I just played the standard uh, Los Angeles start for the game. Uh, the way the game works for the listeners at home is uh, you are running an, uh, you are running an airline and uh, it has a home base and you can make branch offices around the world. And the goal is to connect all of the cities together, all 22 cities that are represented in the game. And get a certain number of passengers and remain profitable the entire time.
0: Yeah, and you get to pick a city at the start. You can pick any of those 22 cities. You're not, like, limited to traditionally international uh, cities to start with. Although it's probably best to pick those uh, because otherwise you're stuck trying to fly uh, planes at a, like, I think there's one in South Africa. That's not probably a good starting spot. (laughs) Australia, actually,
2: is considered the worst start in the game because it is so remote from everything else.
0: Yeah, I could I could imagine that, so yeah. And, and what you're trying to do is balance a lot of factors. I feel like, I didn't think this game was going to be this complicated, um, which is, you know, it, it's complicated for a Super Nintendo game. Um, but you're trying to balance how much you're spending on flying people versus how much are they paying. Uh, you can invest in stocks and in, in various charter airlines. You can, uh, you know, you have to balance, uh, how much are you spending on the available slots in each city versus how much you're actually using. Um, I mean, there's just too many things to, to recount in one simple sentence. There's a lot of things to, to balance out, which I think is interesting.
1: It's nothing but numbers. You gotta like read graphs and charts and you gotta look at numbers and then you gotta remember, like, did I open that many spots there when you go and order more airplanes? It's the most stressful fucking game I've ever played. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's actually the second, cause I mean, I I thought I would have a nice, relaxed time. I would thought it would be like this chill thing, like maybe you're listening to some Pilot Wings music. No, like I felt like I I wanted to shoot my computer. I haven't felt this way since I played that, um, Yutsai uh, What's that called? The 3DS game where you're... you It's also in an airport, and you have to sort luggage? That's the most stressful game I ever played until this. Because this game has numbers, and that game didn't have numbers.
2: Well, I feel like you'd be a lot less stressed if you uh, started in Europe, because they've got the most relaxing music in uh, Europe. <laughs> See, I started, and continuing on the gun, I started
1: in... B.J. or B.J.S. I named my... What, what did I name my my airline? My airline was... Uh, Chinko? Anyway, that, that that's a rude word, I think, in Japanese, even though I started in China.
0: <laughs> yeah, so what did you all name your airlines?
3: Oh, I just called it town with three N's and some exclamation marks. I don't know why. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exclamation mark, air, exclamation mark. <laughs> I, named, so. I named mine con air, exclamation mark. So. Oh, see,
2: that's good.
0: Yeah, so that's you funny. thought
2: of something clever. I <laughs> Is that
0: clever?
1: <laughs> My, mine was very clever. Mine was a foreign
0: dick joke, okay? That's like high, high-minded next-level shit. <sighs> yeah, mine was just a Nicolas Cage reference, so... Uh... <laughs>
3: I think i would just been playing Animal Crossing, so that was the first word that I could think of.
0: I'm jealous that you have the Animal Crossing mobile game. I'm really jealous. Oh, it's, it's
2: a piece of shit, don't worry.
0: Ah, fuck. <laughs> don't tell me that! <laughs> <laughs> Let us have hope. Yes, please. It's the last thing we have. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, so you get to name your airlines. All the other ones are... They're fictional, right? It's like, Brit Air. That's not real, right? Han Air, British is Airways usually... is a real airline, though.
2: Yeah, wow. actually, Hong Kong Air is also real, I think, and that was one of the other like default ones. Well, yeah, it's
1: interesting. I think all the airlines are most of them seem to be fake, but the air, airplanes are real, right? Like they have yeah. Boeing in this,
2: and they have Airbus. Yeah, all of the airplanes are licensed.
0: Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Like, they, they licensed all the airplanes. They have a big screen at the beginning telling you who each airplane belongs to. Um, and then, yeah, the time, fr- actually, the time frame p- kind of becomes important when we talk about that because you can pick between, I think it's like 66 to 85 or something like that, or then 83 to the future of 2015, which is fucking hilarious. Even the future is the past. Um, and yeah, the, the planes become available as they would become available in real life. And then you can buy them from these real companies. Um, and then the aforementioned Iron Curtain issue where you can't buy from Russia if you're not from, uh, you know, whatever. So it's, it's interesting. I felt like this game was going to be more like... Like for plane freaks, you know, <laughs> like people are like really into commercial airliners for whatever reason, the same people who like, you know, would write down the numbers on trains and stuff. But that hardly comes into to play other than the stats on the planes. It's it's not like you're really looking at a lot of plane graphics or anything.
3: I was going to ask that I because was, was, when you started talking about the planes, I thought, is it, would it be satisfying to someone who was very into planes? And no. So why did they license the stuff then? I guess.
2: Well I imagine maybe it might be satisfying because the way the planes are simulated as like a complex combination of statistics might appeal to a plane otaku. I'm
1: I also bet like the Japanese version came with some like a thousand page manual with all this plane information. Like have you ever seen the Japanese versions of Koei games? They're like insane. They're these they're like thick as a Bible. And like you know, even the, the the Famicom games are like that, and they come
2: with all this supplementary garbage. It's crazy. I mean, even the U.S. version, and I uh, I wish I recommended this to everyone before they play this game. The U.S. version comes with a sixty-page manual, so uh, oh. it it was worth reading, even though it also completely misled me the first time I played.
0: <laughs> Uh yeah, I need to get in the habit of, of attaching manuals when I can find them cuz yeah, the manual was useful. It explained a couple of things that I wasn't able to figure out on my own. Um but I do think their strategies are super not good. <laughs>
1: but does it have like a whole page dedicated to why this is part of the executive series and also are there other games in the executive series?
2: There are other games in the executive series. I can pull up the list right now. Oh I- shit. <laughs>
0: I'm frantically googling this.
2: Top Management One and Two, which are business simulators. Winning oh, I was post. To be something else. Winning post, which will probably appear in a future Salaryman corner, because it's a horse racing management sim. Pop Cutie Street Fashion Simulation. Whoa. <laughs> and Leading Company, a video cassette recorder business simulation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh that's I don't great know which one i want to play more like what exactly is street fashion because to me
2: it sounds kind of seedy like not exactly executive worthy pop cutie was apparently a nintendo ds game and it was a fashion design and business management's game uh so, where you ran a fashion so it was basically style savvy but different i think
3: mm, okay I, I was imagining it on like the famicom or the super nintendo and i got even more excited i think because of that
1: yeah, there's no way it's good on DS. But, like, the the fact that this series carried on for so long just shows, like, okay, I, I can't remember the dude who founded Koei's name, but he's at the front of every game, right? Like, he always says it's his production. He he clearly is involved in stewarding all these games and saying, like, this is my this is my vision. Like, he wants, maybe he's the one who went to, like, the teams and he said, we're going to have a street fashion game. Now we're going to have pop cuties. He, he's making this happen.
0: I think his name is Jim, Jim Stevens, <laughs> founder of Koei. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, this that's bizarre. I, I would personally, I, I know Winning Post. I actually know that name. Um, I, I would play that because it has horse breeding elements, and I think that's funny. <laughs> you love to breed with horses. Not with. <laughs> There's an important word in there you need to leave out.
3: <laughs> uh, I think you need to lose that word, mate. I think you're the one with the wrong
0: <laughs> oh God. Okay. Um, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. That. that that's, It's a good, interesting summary of this game. It's so strange. I don't know. The, I haven't played a lot of Koei games, but they have made about 300,000. I'm wondering how this fits into like the greater Koei library, uh, as far as good, bad, interesting. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Has anybody else played like uh, other Koei simulation games?
2: I have played game, uh, other Koei games. The reason I was excited in the first place for Aerobiz to be the game we played this week was because it was a Koei simulation game. And I always find those fascinating, even though I'm bad at all of them. I've played a little bit of of some of the Romance of the Three Kingdoms games that were on DOS and never won, which is similar to my experience playing this game because I did not win here either.
0: Oh yeah, I failed to mention Romance of the Three Kingdoms. I don't know why that didn't because I feel like that's a bigger name than Nobunaga's ambition, honestly. <laughs> and and I, you were not the only one excited for this because this game won by a landslide against Mega Man X3 and Super Punch Out. It was a seventy one percent of the vote went to Aerobiz, which I I was amazed at. I I think it definitely fits with our aesthetic, but I was shocked.
1: <laughs> I voted for it. I voted for yeah, it. I loved it. Yeah, like when like I played When I was a kid, my grandmother would sometimes, you know, she'd come home and she's like, I got you this game. And all the kids are raving about it. And, you know, like she'd get me all hyped up. And then it was always something that said, like, one million copies sold in Japan or arcade smash. It was something i never heard of. So it was like shit like Karnov. It was shit like Milan's Secret Castle. It was shit that she paid 15 bucks for that was in the bargain bin. And one of those games was Nobunaga's Ambition. And like I remember I used to, for a while there I was just getting up early before school so I could try and play this game and try and figure it out and try and like set up like the rice patties and the rations in the right way and I, I don't whatever. What do they call the old Japanese currency? It's not yen.
2: But yeah, like I uh, spent like Mon Old Yen. Yeah. Mon, isn't it? Maybe, I don't know.
1: I was how old am I now? Forty nine. <laughs> um so I was I was in my late twenties. And I was playing this game, and, like, it was fucking miserable. Like, I was just forcing myself to get into this thing. But ever since then, like, every few years, I just try and dive into some Koei, like, simulation title. I think this time I'm going to figure it all out, and it's never happened. You have no idea how many Romance of the Three Kingdoms games i bought over the course of my life. And Dynasty Warriors games that I keep buying, and I fucking hate them. But I keep thinking, this time, it's going to, like, if I get good at this, if I get good at mashing square square x and then square square triangle maybe i'll help me when i transition to romance to the three kingdoms but it hasn't happened yet no
0: <laughs> maybe
2: it will help you experience the romance
0: of the three kingdoms i thought that game was going to be a visual novel when i played it the first time
1: <laughs> there's got did you ever see that game center cx like the first one where they interview um like one of the, the co-founder of Koei, I think the, the, whatever his name's wife. No,
2: actually, no, I haven't.
1: Oh, it's really good. Cause it's like, it's one of the first ones. So it's only like 10 minutes long. So it's, um, uh, so, so so they just interview her and then they like play this romance sim. Like this, you know, you go and date, I can't, is it a Otome? Is that what you call it when you, uh, date pretty boys?
2: Uh, yeah, otome games are uh, just the reversed gender expression for um, for visual novel and dating sim type things.
1: Yeah, it's a good one. I recommend tracking it down. I can't remember the name of the game though.
0: Well, we've got an official recommendation from this from this exploration squad. Go watch Game Center CX and find the one where they. Play Otome game with the co-founder of Koe's wife. <laughs> I bet that'd be easy to Google. That's 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 pinpoint accurate enough, I'm pretty sure you could find it in about 38 seconds.
1: And it's interesting because you like I think they show her and like uh they have very uh nouveau rich tastes. And it's Angelique Troy or or something, that's the name of it. And it's very short and it looks like it's on archive.org and I recommend it.
0: All right, let's talk about Aerobiz. So <laughs> what gun stuff did we, we notice in this game? I personally thought that I was really, really surprised because anytime I play a menu-heavy game uh, with something other than a mouse, I'm miserable. And I actually thought the menus in this were, were nice and easy to use and, and fairly um, obvious what they were doing, with a, a couple of exceptions.
2: Yeah, aside from the menus all being iconography, it was... Actually, one of the better interfaces I've encountered for like a Super Nintendo strategy game
0: yeah, like it it felt like a nice like where SimCity is kind of the top. I felt like SimCity has great menus, perfect. And then something like SimEarth is the bottom where nothing fucking makes any sense. This was much closer to SimCity. There were a couple of weird things, like if you hit Y twice, then you would get to an extra set of menus. Never found, would have found that without the manual. Um Wait, there, what? Yeah, right. <laughs> like it's it's additional charts and I think you can compare. HOLY SHIT! It's still not that useful, because that's the one thing I feel like this game is missing. I had a really hard time figuring out what the fuck I was spending money on. I could not figure out where all my expenses were going.
1: This changes everything.
2: If you actually do uh, go into that menu, you can kind of figure out where your expenses are going, but I wish there was a dedicated like uh, accounting screen that, that just listed all of your expenses in detail and all of your profits in detail, so you could figure out what you have to fix. Because that was the hardest part of the game to, to, uh, figure out.
0: Yeah, that was, that was my stumbling block because I, I had you're kind of, your success is sort of measured in, in three different ways. Um, the amount of cities that you have, are flying to, which is a, a victory goal, like to get a certain amount, um, is to win the game. And then <clears throat> you've got passengers. So every, you know, the more people you're flying, the better and then you've got uh expenses versus uh sales. And so I was doing pretty well on sales. In fact, I think I was making top sales against the three computers I was playing against, but my expenses were so high that my profit was low. And it was just really hard to figure out like I I'm not sure what was costing me money. Um I think that I had too many cuz there's a there's a whole thing about the game where you can't just say I'm flying to Beijing. You have to send a negotiator to Beijing who will open up a certain amount of slots, uh, each of which represents one flight uh, per week, I think. And so I think I had a lot of slots I wasn't using, and I think that costs money, but I was never clear on that.
2: One of the other things that could have been, and I know I have a tendency to act as a game FAQ for a game no one is playing right now, uh, during these podcasts. But one of the other things it could have been is that uh a long distance flights with uh the 747s as your plane are very expensive. So you want to make sure you do not assign more planes to uh that route than uh than you have uh, passengers using it. If it's not a popular route yet, don't assign all of your planes.
0: Uh, I see. Yeah there was one plane that I got that was better for a short flights but it wasn't really clear why it was better for short flights i'm assuming that the fuel costs were lower or something i don't know (laughs)
2: yeah one of the three statistics that you can see on a plane uh well the three statistics that you see on planes are uh fuel economy which is graded from uh d to a a being the best uh number of passengers and uh maximum distance so uh the 747 is good for long-haul flights entirely because uh, it can travel long distances, even though it has the worst fuel economy in the game.
0: Oh, okay. Because I was buying a lot of 747s simply because they did go very far. <laughs> so I guess that was probably my major mistake. That is hard. It is. It's very fucking hard. Like, And I played on the second easiest... Um, setting, which I think only affects the length of the game, weirdly.
1: Well, now, now I don't respect you at all, because I played on normal.
0: Like, no, I,
2: I played it on best. easiest because I wanted to see if I could finish the game. There is no difference in difficulty except uh, how long it takes to win, because okay. you can't... You can do the cheat thing of playing on... Uh, whatever difficulty you want and then just setting all of the other air, airlines to be human players and then you'll be competing against no one
0: that's actually an interesting thing this game does it allows you to play four players with only two controllers or two players with only one controller um so that's kind of neat it's kind of like worms in that way and that you can pass the controller back and forth to keep playing i can't imagine sitting down to play this with anybody though i can't think of anybody who wouldn't be bored out of their mind trying to play this with me well, if you are a child
2: and this is the only Super Nintendo game you have, then you will be playing this game no matter what.
3: I'm trying to imagine that scenario, like I've just got a Super Nintendo and one game, and it's this airport airplane management game. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Where's I Christmas? A, I was a kid with a lot of Nintendo games, and I was still playing Nobunaga's Ambition like for a month. You know, like yeah, but let's go. Let's go, ninjas and stuff, like all i remember is people working in rice paddies like that's it there was no i never got to the ninjas i don't even
0: know if they were on the box it's just a bunch of rice on the box because that's all i remember from uh from rice or rice oh fuck romance of the three kingdoms as well it was just trying to make it so people didn't fucking starve <laughs> at least it's- i
3: remember a setting where you could say send in the ninjas how many ninjas and that's That's my main memory of of Rebunaga's ambition.
2: So are you all saying you would have enjoyed this game more if they replaced airplanes with ninjas?
1: Hmm. No. Maybe just the pilots? I'm not sure. One thing I want to know is, can the planes crash?
2: They cannot. They cannot crash. Uh, Yeah, the, the planes are very abstracted in this game.
0: Yeah, I would like, the the thing about this game that I felt it was a little more um palatable than some of the other Koei games I've tried to play is that it is lower stakes. Like, when people are starving to death, even fake people, I get a little bit nervous. <laughs> you know? And this is just, oh, I'm going to run this stupid business into the ground, who cares? Who's flying Con Air anyway? And also, does this actually follow, like, are the events
1: randomized or... or like, cause I, I accidentally quit the first time I played early on. I started, I think the sixties. And then I, when I quit, I restarted and I started in the eighties. When I started in the eighties, like early on, Iraq and Iran went to war. And I don't know if that was randomized. I can't remember when the Iraq Iran war started. It was around 84 ish, I think in the game. Like, is that randomized or is it actually following real world events?
2: It follows real-world events, but in a semi-randomized way. So, for instance, in my game, I played up until 1994, and the Berlin Wall never fell. So, it was just... uh, Communism never failed
0: in uh, my world of aerobiz. Maybe the airlines were keeping communism afloat. (laughs) They were! I was flying a lot of planes into Moscow. There you go! (laughs) I don't think I, I penetrated the the Iron Curtain at all. I don't think I got to anywhere in Eastern Europe. I went straight from London to uh, Hong Kong or Beijing. I can't remember.
1: Yeah, because I, I started in Beijing, and I think it made things a bit harder. But I could buy, what is it, Markov? I could buy Markov planes, and I was kind of excited about that. But, like, right now I'm playing, like, I, I, I'm still playing, guys. Like, I'm following the tips. I'm doing, I, I'm turning a profit right now. But there's, like, shit going down Peru. Like, every time, every quarter, like, there's, there's another coup attempt. Oh, and the Olympics just started. And,
2: uh... Yeah, yeah, the location of the Olympics is randomized in this game. And I think it does happen on the schedule of when Olympics actually happen. The first time I played, the Olympics were in Mexico City, and the second time they were in Beijing, uh, and it was interesting to see how all the uh, AIs reacted to uh, Olympics locations. Because when it was Beijing, all of them scrambled to like connect to that, to connect to that city.
1: Oh, see, I'm not going to do that. This time it's in Singapore, and I'm in LA, so I'm not. I'm not going to rejigger everything to go and get into a. Singapore? I'm not falling for that trap. Like what do I do when the the, the uh, Olympics are over? Who's going to want to go to Singapore from fucking New York?
2: Well, you just advertise that people should go from Singapore to New York and then people will go.
0: Okay, let's talk advertising because I didn't fucking get that. So, you can advertise a route, you can advertise one of your hotels that you've created. By the way, you can uh, build hotels. And you can also advertise just how great you are in general, but only once you have like 17 cities or something arbitrary um most of my advertising campaigns failed and i don't know why was there any reasoning behind that or did my marketing team just suck (laughs) what was
2: your mark it's just based on your marketing budget there's like a a chance uh, a, a slightly randomized chance the higher your marketing budget
0: the better uh advertising campaigns are okay that makes sense because i think it it, early on all my marketing campaigns failed and then later on they were better and i just left those budgets as is which was basically every quarter to go up just a little bit um so it which seemed to match the average so i was like happy with that i never had any strikes so that was important um but yeah so that that probably is the reason why because my later marketing campaigns i had like three successful ones in a row so that makes sense Oh, that,
2: uh, slightly unrelated, but still on the topic of Gun. Uh, I, w- I was uh, thinking about how to make this game relaxing, and the only real way to have a relaxing time with this game, where you're not really stressed out about anything, is to set all of the players to be computer, and just watch them play with each other.
0: Does it show you more than just the summary screen, though? Because when the computers play, you don't get to see their every move. It just is like... Oh, they created this connection. They're negotiating for that. It just tells you what's going on.
2: I actually haven't checked. I think you actually do get like a full info screen for each turn if everyone's a computer.
0: That is good. That's just watching airlines compete. You got no stakes in that matter. (laughs) And it's it's
2: Probably basically the same kind of joy that I felt, like, just setting all of the uh, players in a Smash Bros. game to computer and just watching them beat, up, beat each other up. And now we need to have, <laughs> like, some gambling on Smash Brothers AI at the meetup. Oh, yeah. That, that would be a good time. We'll have some gambling on AeroBiz. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, let's see. What else do I have written down for Gun? I wrote down Needs Better Charts which I think is good. I wish it was all a little bit faster. Like, And I, I'm sure it's a limitation of the, the platform. But everything was a tiny bit slower and sluggish than I wish it was. I wish I could speed through computers' turns. Like They're short, but they're not that short. Um, stuff like that was a bit of a drag.
2: Yeah, I think maybe there m- might have been an effort to like force you to take your time. This game is... Uh... Uh, trying to not stress you out, it's not doing a great job of it, but it tries to make you relax.
0: Yeah, and that, that's kind of the impression I got, was it's trying to make you like pay attention, but also like just chill. Um, yeah, was, but I just wish it was faster, um, you know, and I wish I had a damn mouse. That would honestly help. <laughs> well, does it support the mouse? Oh, I didn't even think to check. I don't think it does. 'Cause I, I think I would have read that, but let me double check.
2: I don't think it can support the mouse because it uses too many of the controls. And the interface is actually fairly well designed for non mouse based gameplay. For uh it, it the interface is very uh well designed for use with a controller.
0: Yeah, it is, it is. And it doesn't support the mouse, so yeah, I shouldn't complain too much about it. I think it's 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 alright. I just always would rather use a mouse with this kind of thing. I ended up Uh skipping... (laughs) Uh-oh. We've lost Riley. Uh, If he rejoins, he rejoins, and if not, then we'll just keep pushing forward on this three-person podcast. We had seven people sign up.
2: (laughs) I'm always there. I'm never going to let you down. And then most of those people just realized that this is an airplane simulator game. They didn't want to play this game as much as they thought they did and. They missed out.
0: They voted for it, and then they didn't want to play it. <laughs> Except for Courier. Courier's just having a, a just moving, so that's that's different. <laughs> yeah, that's a legitimate
2: excuse. The rest the rest of our uh regulars are just cowards.
1: Cowards. them. <laughs> like see I I I'm playing right now. I wanna keep playing it, which is kinda of worrying to me. Like I'm Oh wait, there's a whole bunch of numbers at the bottom. Okay, so there's an eyeball, right? Do you know what that is? It says forty-four and it's going up. Is that good?
0: I couldn't figure out what those meant. I, I had no idea. Wait, an eyeball? I don't remember that.
1: It's like it's like a it's a circle with a what looks like a pupil in the middle. And then under underneath it is maybe a plane or maybe a man like he's about to do jumping jacks.
2: Oh, then, yeah, those those are your budgets. Right, oh. so the,
1: so that's repairs and that's advertising is for some reason like a guy doing jump jacks and then the one below it is them raising their hands in the air?
2: I I think. So maintenance, advertising, and service and those show the like, uh, percentage quality that you have.
1: Oh. My advertising and my maintenance are very good but my uh, service is not. I'm making a profit but it's only a, a, a slight profit.
2: Yeah, uh, well, the fact that you are still playing the game maybe indicates that you are having fun, despite your earlier complaints about how stressful it is.
1: No, it, it is, like, that's my thing. I like to feel, do you know how many hours I spent playing Dota? I shouldn't even be admitting that. Please edit this out of the podcast. I've dumped thousands of my life, into hours of my life, into playing the worst goddamn game ever made, and a lot of it was just because it would make me really mad and like you know gives you a story if you get mad
0: <laughs> i'm going to i'm not going to edit that out and i'm going to play it twice <laughs> i'm not going to do that I, don't
1: don't don't play mobas everyone don't just don't or arts as they're also called
0: or dota-likes D- dota-likes the most descriptive of the of the labels <laughs> Why can't we come up with a good label for MOBA? Anyway, we'll just call them all Sim Ant likes and, and be done with it. <laughs> uh Riley's trying to come back, but Topa, why don't you tell us about your uh your board game fetishism?
2: Yeah, I have this hard obsession with uh moving around little chits of cardboard and little wooden blocks and wooden discs. So this game kind of uh, hit me in the same place that uh, modern board games hit me. And, of course, I've, most people nowadays realize that board gaming is not just fucking Monopoly and Clue, but just in case you didn't, board games are good now.
0: Yeah, they're not just Monopoly and Clue. That's the, uh, Although those are the only two board games I've ever played. No, I've played other board games.
2: <laughs> and... Despite this being an airplane game, this felt most similar to uh, the various uh, running uh, rail companies like Brass and the 18xx series including games like 1842 and 1832 and 18 Orient Express, all of those games, which are heavy like economic simulation games. So... I felt very much at home playing this, even though I wish uh Arrowbiz was in fact a board game and not a video game.
0: See, and I have the opposite thing with uh with board games. I always wish they were video games because I I don't the physical pieces annoy me. I get it. I get that you would want to move physical pieces around, but I'm just like the setup's too much. I just want the computer to handle the math, that's always my thing. Also, Riley's back, yay! Yay.
1: Hey. I don't want to study hard or think more than is needed. That's, like, my motto, and that's why I'm not good at board games.
2: Oh, I'm terrible at all the games that I named. I just love uh, playing them. Uh, and honestly, part of the reason I would wish Arrow Biz itself was a board game instead of a video game is so that the uh, simulation could be simplified a bit further, and I'm not dealing with, uh, like... Uh, individual dollars, but, like, some abstracted, like, currency.
0: Now, that's fair, yeah, because a board game's gonna generally abstract away some of the things you're dealing with in this game, like, you know, the exact amount of passengers you're getting on each flight, and, you know, I don't know, I would assume that you wouldn't be so, like... Managing what type of plane is going on which route and how many planes per week, kind of thing, it would be abstract. No, no, I want to keep that. That's the thing. That's my jam. Oh, that sounds terrible. (laughs) So, would you say, okay, so if you're comparing this to a board game, is it favorably comparable or was it like, I don't know, not favorable? (laughs) If you are a fan of dry
2: economic simulation board games, AeroBiz is definitely going to be your jam.
0: There you go. That's the uh, official review. Five stars if you're a fan of dry economic simulating board games.
3: I can kind of imagine a really fun game where you, I don't know, draw the the route maps and all thing kind of things like that as well, and you've got fun little planes. I don't know. I can imagine, like, kind of all different takes on this kind of game.
0: I do like the idea of a dry erase board where you draw your yeah. lines on, the, on there that'd be cool
2: see i was thinking just for uh the physicality of it uh tying loops of string uh from like ped to each ped representing a city oh yeah
3: that's pretty cool like there's that train game isn't there where you kind of use strings and they cross over and um i can't remember what it's called
0: yeah i remember that game i can't remember what it's called either I I was going to say something, and then I immediately forgot it as soon as I hit push to talk.
2: Fuck. Oh, yeah. Uh, as far as uh, the energy from this game, I think it should be uh, uh, Gorbachev with uh, the liver
0: spot on his head. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we, the political events happen somewhat frequently. I thought that was interesting. And there's Gorbachev. There he is. <laughs> All right. What else do we have for gun? on this game.
3: I, well, the cover, like when you posted the cover before, I thought he was holding a gun. That's all I've got. Actually.
0: <laughs> it's, it's a, 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 somebody at a desk sitting in front of a laptop that has a numpad, but it's on the left side, which is somehow very disturbing to me. And I didn't notice it until you pointed it out Riley and holding a telephone, which I also thought was a gun. The first time I saw it. I was like, this is a real serious game, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe you just,
3: shoots rival planes out of the air or something i don't know it looks like a pistol or like a sort of shotgun or, or something i don't know what that
2: is but yeah. i just remembered that i made a really terrible 9-11 joke when we first saw the cover <laughs> 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 oh gosh <laughs> as ceo you call the shots 9-11 was an inside job that was the joke
0: there it is <laughs> uh,
1: Did anyone check to see if Arrowbiz was in the Bin Laden uh, computer files? Oh, fuck,
0: yeah. There's a topical reference. (laughs) Five years in the future, if you're listening to this and everybody's forgotten it, they released a bunch of files that uh, Bin Laden had, and among them were a bunch of, like, pirated DS games, and they were weird. I I wasn't paying that much attention, but they were very bizarre.
1: Among them was fucking Bible Black. Nice. That's the, the... Porny one, right? It, it, it might be. I don't know what that is porn, but. It has oh, well, reputation. probably not on the DS, is it? I think it's just the anime. Maybe there is a. Is, is there a Bible Black game? I think there is. It's probably for like. It's the last know. Bible. I don't know if there's Bible Black. Oh, yeah,
3: maybe on a computer or something. PC 98 or something like that. Bible Black is there on is a PC. There
2: is a Bible Black game on uh, Windows 95. Nice Amazing (laughs) I I did not have that knowledge off the top of my head I looked it up
0: Yeah yeah and you didn't put mayo in your coffee either We believe you Tulpa
2: (laughs) No it's true I I definitely don't have knowledge of Shitty porn games (laughs) It, It
1: actually it did originate as a game So Oh well By By Oh, Milky Studio has since adapted the game into several adult anime adaptations. Did you say Nookie Studio?
3: Yeah, that's what
1: I heard. That's better than Milky, maybe.
0: Oh, Milky.
1: Why?
3: It was was started by the guy from that terrible new metal band.
1: What's that? Fred Durst. He's he's an anime
3: video game company.
1: Uh, Earlier this week, I had a dream that I was playing, like, Gundam Versus with Fred Durst, and I don't... I'm really ashamed about that. I don't know where it came from.
2: <laughs> you just wish you were playing Aerobiz with Fred Durst. He would
1: love Maybe this game. Him, one of the guys from Corn... No, uh, who, who's one of the better? One of the guys from Mudvane. That's who Gosh. I want. There you go.
0: That a, that's a little bit of a deep cut, I think. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm comfortable uh, moving on to our next topic. Uh, So yeah, we'll do that because I'm the boss. Um, Nobody can stop me. I don't even have a co-host. So let's go on to our next topic, which is Vanity. Um, And this game was... I I don't know. I I am torn between thinking it was actually kind of good-looking in certain spots and also really boring. So I'll be interested to see uh, what your old take on on the vanity of this game is. The intro is pretty
2: striking. Um, Probably the most striking part of the game, I feel like. Yeah, it is. The intro is really, like, to behold. Uh, The other bit that I found pretty striking was every time you do open up a route, you do get a little animation of... uh, A plane taking off off and land and it uses like a mode 7 version of the world uh, of uh the uh world map which is the seven continents
0: yeah that was pretty nice looking and i guess i should describe the intro so Uh, the intro is basically a series of photos, I assume, rendered down to work on the Super Nintendo, of various striking shots of planes either in airports or in flight or just like really close up, uh, while this weird kind of bad horn music plays. Um, but that's what made me think this was going to be a plane enthusiast game, because there's a big focus on looking at planes in that intro. Um... So and it looks good. It's a good use of color and everything. So I was I was pretty happy with that. I was expecting it to be a, a more uh, visually stimulating game as well from that intro. Hold
2: on, did you the DJ music was kind of bad? Because you are, in fact, incorrect. That Very music was incorrect. kind of bad. <laughs> no, the music was incredible. It's it's like maybe. A little bit of slowdown away from being an entire vaporwave album by itself. Well, vapor I should... wave, vaporwave connection.
0: <laughs> there we go. We're playing that song again. Vapor, vapor, vaporwave connection. Um, frig. No, I liked the other music. I just didn't like the intro music. I thought the intro music sucked. It, it's good. It's not Pilot Wings good. Oh yeah, nothing's pilot wings but I mean, pilot wings is even bad on its own, it, it like with the weird samples and the ba ba ba. I'm I'm quitting right
2: now. <laughs> no, pilot wings. It has like one of the legit best soundtracks. What are you talking
0: about? No, I do like it, but it's super cheesy. I mean, you remember the one where they're they're singing like like they're doing the weird ba sample. I hate that. That annoys me. It gets in my skull in a bad way.
1: That is half the soundtrack of my game now.
0: <laughs> it really is a lot of me going ba ba ba. okay well maybe i'll take it back because i like the music i heard from your game <laughs> yeah 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 fuck you clint okay <laughs> i'm the host you're fired no you're fine uh <laughs> but oh so this so di- oh, uh, this is i'm just
2: uh riffing on mentioning pilot wings i have noticed that uh like not like non-violent airplane sim games all have the best soundtracks. Uh, like, uh, uh, fuck, what's the name of the PlayStation Two one?
0: Sky uh, Odyssey. Bumble.
2: Sky Odyssey. Yeah, Sky Odyssey has probably one of my favorite soundtracks of any video game.
0: See, I like yeah, I like the idea because there's certainly a specific kind of music that seems to fit really well with non-violent, plain simulation games. Not like hard simulation games; those don't have any music because they're boring. Um, but yeah, like it's it's interesting, and I like the music in this game. Each city, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. When you start in a different city, you get different music that plays while you're playing. Is that right? You do.
2: Yeah, it's it, there's, I think, seven or eight regions that have different... And you can also control what music you get from the start menu. You can change it to whatever you want.
0: Oh, I didn't notice that. That's great. I could not figure out how to save in this game, by the way. Do you have to hit start? <laughs> yes. Okay. You, you didn't try all the buttons, which is why you had a tough time. See, I tried all the buttons, but I think I was on the wrong screen. <laughs> But yeah, so so yeah, so depending on what city you start in, you get different music. Um, LA has this sort of cool jazz music that I was really getting into. Um, I, I assume that it's probably the same for like Vancouver. I know that New York has different music. You can hear the music when you're negotiating with them for spots. I think I assume that's the same. The LA music disappointed me because I thought it would be like some sort of like you know,
1: coke rock or Randy Newman shit. And it 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 doesn't seem, or it doesn't even seem like you know, like classic Hollywood. It's not an offensive song; it's a fine song, but it doesn't suit Hollywood to me. Well, when I I, I started in Beijing, and then it's just giving me all I don't know the name of the, any of the instruments, and I don't know how to describe it. But it it sounded like you know,
0: you'd hear it in a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, it did feel very. You'd hear it in a Chinese restaurant, but yeah, it was it was nice. It was good. Yeah,
2: there were definitely a few tracks that I was especially interested in. Uh, Beijing was, uh, like you said, restaurant music, and I think so. The Latin American soundtrack was very uh, restaurant music. Yeah, I started in Argentina, and it was it was pretty good. Okay, yeah, uh, I think I only ever hear like the first notes and i'd get a little bit like uh annoyed by it
0: yeah i think when you like the la music was even irritating me at first um but once you i think hear it longer it gets a little bit better i'm assuming that whatever city you start in that's probably going to be your favorite music just because that's the one you heard the most (laughs) Uh,
2: actually no europe was my favorite music and i never actually started in europe
0: I wasn't paying attention to the Europe music <laughs> I was too busy getting mad that they were stealing my passengers for the l a to or the uh New York to London route it's also
1: it's like it, it has like a similar like the little uh, character portraits are somewhat similar to pilot wings too, and they're interesting because like like you, if you start in l a like your your advisor's like a sort of heavy set woman like she's not all sexed up like you'd expect from a video game and like all your advisors all but one they're i think they're women and like you know one of them's got like this pixie cut or whatever and like it, it, and same thing in uh beijing was it wasn't the most diverse thing but it, it was like uh it was done in a more adult more realistic style than i would have you know it's not fucking anime shit it's like these are actual somewhat realistic depictions of people who'd be working at an airline maybe and i really liked it
2: the advisors are actually from what I could tell from the two games I played, semi randomized. <laughs> uh so like I got this uh, uh and I posted screenshots of it. I got this like uh really boring looking guy who looks like he's from 24 or something. Oh wait, no, he he, he looks exactly like uh that uh Marvel TV show character. Batman. <laughs> yeah, Batman. <laughs> well, the the spy batman that
0: one oh daredevil got it um <laughs> so yeah i actually this is kind of blowing my mind like i cuz you have a board that you can talk to and get advice from and you have a a personal advisor who gives you all the like messages and stuff and i figured it was the same for everyone and actually it's all different cuz i had the one of the the people negotiating who was also on the board i don't know if that was on purpose or not was the Pixie Cut lady, and then I had two boring dudes, a glasses dude, and then some other guy, I can't remember. So that's kind of blowing my mind. Like I, I, I actually love that because it is so pointless to change up those portraits, but it's actually really kinda of cool. I'm looking at Riley's Oh my God. Yeah, you're that, right. That's a fucking Satanist. You got you got two like everyone
1: everyone on on Riley's advisory board looks like they would head up a cult.
2: Yeah, I was gonna win, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean when you have the power of Satan by your side, capitalism is nothing.
0: Yeah <laughs> Yeah, he legit looks like, hi, I'm not the devil, and then little flames shoot out of his ears like it's Go the, the one on the left is fucking like anime Christopher Lambert. The
4: one That's on the left
0: Highlander. The one on the left is trying to hypnotize you. She just has this very intense stare, just like, you will do as I say. These are not the planes you're looking for. Like, my advisor was like this in, in Beijing. Was just like this,
1: like schlubby, like looking like undercover Hitler dude. Like you know, he survived and he somehow yeah, like, could, know, you know. And, I hated him. I didn't. I stopped like listening to all my guys' advice just because I
0: fucking hated him. So you sent us. I didn't go bankrupt during this. I was close, but I didn't get there. You sent a screenshot of going bankrupt. Can you describe what's happening in that little image in the middle?
1: It's a man holding their head very stressed out as they watch the corporate headquarters like sink into like the mud as it's just collapsing. It looks like, it looks like a panel from fucking drifting classroom. I am sure someone like traced a Kazuo Mezu panel for the sprite. And then after you, after you're, you know, you declare bankruptcy, it actually does let you like reorganize the company i'm not sure how it does it i think it sells off all the unprofitable assets and then i like i got to start again and then i failed to get a, a screenshot of it but it shows the building like renewed and it's got sparkles all over it and you get to, you get a second chance but i still failed again i went back up twice <laughs> too big to fail though Um, I went bankrupt twice in two fucking hours, which is, it's not good. That just (laughs) really makes me feel
0: bad about the future of Bachelor Soft. (laughs) Well, you don't have to worry about passengers and fuel costs quite as much anyway, so. (laughs) Okay. Um... Oh, yeah, I don't know. That's really interesting. I'm actually really fascinated by the advisors being different. I am fascinated by that building fucking sinking into the ground like an apocalypse story. That is not what happens when companies go bankrupt. I, I wish it was. Um This reminds me of when I was a kid. I think this is fairly common. My dad was telling me that uh, somebody that he worked with got fired. And I genuinely thought they got set on fire to get them out of the company. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagined this dude just running around outside the building, which I'd never seen, just like I'll do a better job, but on fire <laughs> all right, um, let's see what else do we have for uh vanity um honestly,
2: overall, I feel this game while what? while it has a kind of like boring surface, it has so much attention to uh minor details that don't matter, like. Uh, The advisor portraits always changing and uh, the city screens all having like different cities laid out on them. And the cities are presented in an unusual way as well that I just kind of uh, experiencing this game visually.
0: I think I was so focused on trying to make sure my company didn't fucking fail, which the first like year and a half was it was real iffy i didn't even look at the cities i was thinking so much about the numbers i was getting hyper focused on it i didn't even look which is is funny
1: <laughs> it, it's a good looking game like i just linked this one image and it's like you know it shows you the map and where you can build a, or you can open routes or whatever and when when you open a route or when you negotiate it'll add someone to the map it adds this little you know super deformed dude you know, and it's like this, you know, Charlie Brown looking motherfucker. He's, you know, balding and except he's got hair on the sides. So it's like, you know, like, it's got this cartoonish to it. Car- cartooniness. I'm sorry to it. And it's like um, without going overboard, and it's got this this great look to it. that, you, Like if this, if this game came out now, it, it would look like a goddamn website. It would have like two colors and it would just be, you know, it would be flat. And I would not want to play it, but this has like that right balance between like you know like i would read the I would read the comic adaption to this, I'm sure there is one there's gotta be there's gotta be like dozens of like adult manga aimed at salarymen about running
2: an airline right
0: probably i mean most definitely likely. I, mean,
2: I would agree actually- the origin story of There'd be- advisor. be I mean, I think it would definitely actually be aimed at twelve-year-olds, and it would be like a shown-in-battle series about becoming the greatest salary man of all in the airplane industry. That's the most depressing thing I've ever heard. <laughs> uh,
0: no, you're you're right though about this being like not flat. Like I, a lot of simulation games are very flat, and um, they do that to present a lot of infor- I mean, this is my assumption. They do that to present a lot of information visually without being overwhelming. And, you know, there's not as much of a focus on aesthetics. But this game actually does manage to strike a balance between both. Like, I can look at a still screenshot of the world map and know exactly what's going on, uh, because all of the information is presented there. I know where you've got branches, I know where you've got your headquarters, how many... Not, maybe not how many planes are flying from where to where, but that kind of thing. Um, so it's, it's, it's pretty good. I would, I would give this, uh, high mark. I like, I'm changing my mind now that we talk about it because I'm realizing that I was just so focused on trying not to go bankrupt that I failed to actually look at it. But the more I look at these screenshots, the more impressed I am. I'm, I'm changing my mind on this one. (laughs) It's
1: something that it's more enjoyable to watch probably into play because like the way it, you know, conveys information, I think, is just a real pain in the ass. But if like I'm not playing and I'm watching someone else doing this and I see like all these little cartoony characters and I see that map and I'm listening to this music, it's probably really chill and it's like I don't need to worry. Like I don't care what those graphs say. Because I'm not going bankrupt. Someone else is and I can enjoy that.
0: <laughs> yeah, this was me and, and watching my dad play SimCity on the Super Nintendo. It's like, well I don't have to think about the nuclear reactor going uh Bad. I don't know. What do you call that? Anyway, um, I'm just watching this happen. It's nice. It's got nice music. Okay. All right. I think I'm happy with this vanity section. Do we have any uh, last-minute notes on this?
3: No, I don't think so.
0: No, I think we're good. All right. Excellent. Um, so, yeah. So, vanity-wise, you, you've you all changed my mind. Good job. <laughs> um, so, let's, let's move on to... Actually, let me check my script. Do we do... No, we don't do Salary Man Corner yet. All right, let's uh, let's move on to our next category, which is mystery. Uh, and and this game, it had it had some mysteries, it, and I think that a lot of that has been explained now that I've talked to Topa. <laughs> but one of them was like, why are my costs so high? Which was just really hard to figure out. But what what mysteries do we have for this game? How math works? I don't know. Yeah, fuck math. I
2: mean, how, how math works is a big part of the mystery, but one of the things... Uh, it, it's not exactly a mystery, but uh, it's such a common part of the game that I don't even fathom how you're supposed to like play with respect to it. And that's the stock market. There's a stock market in this game. I don't think we mentioned this during Gun at all. Oh, yeah. Where is
0: it? It's in the part where you can buy hotels.
2: Yep. It's the most natural place to put the stock market. The place where you buy hotels and branch offices.
1: Wait, I have branch, hotel, and charter company. Is that the, is the stock? Charter company?
2: Yep. Yeah, you you buy and invest in charter companies. You fucking kid. Okay, sorry. <laughs> And from there, like, uh, the charter companies, the stocks almost always seem to go up, like they skyrocket if you invest in them, which is one of the ways you're supposed to avoid bankruptcy. But if you start building planes that, like, overlap the routes of your charter company, you will start losing money, because the simulation is too complex. It it boggles my mind.
0: Yeah, I was, yeah, because I was reading about this. I didn't actually... Do do too much with it. I invested about three hundred. Okay, there's a mystery. How much fucking money do you have? Because it's it'll be like three hundred thousand k. Like that's a lot of fucking money. Anyway, (laughs) um... that's the biggest issue. Because yeah, like right now I have
1: six two two six four zero k. Like maybe
2: maybe it's measuring in like yen, and they didn't bother to (laughs) convert the currencies over, so it's actually a fraction of that amount.
0: See, I think you're supposed to add three zeros to the end, and that's how much money you're actually dealing with. So the lowest yeah. amount of money you can do is a thousand. But that makes sense because you start with. I think it's in it's a million k or something like that, which would make it a well. That's a billion dollars. That's it, a lot. it
1: depends on what city you're starting in, because I had way way less money starting in Beijing than I did in uh, LA. Oh shit!
2: Oh. There we go. Another mystery. Uh, all of the cities have like different starting parameters. From what I understand, if you start in like, uh, London or Paris, you also start with a Concorde jet, which is the most expensive plane in this game and also completely fucking worthless.
0: (laughs) I didn't realize that. Another, another new thing. Oh, and the charter companies. I, I wanted to mention this because I think it's important. So you had mentioned the overlapping routes will screw you over and you'll, they'll start losing money, but. Uh, you can also, if you get 51% uh, invested, you can buy the charter company outright. And I don't exactly know how that works, but I'm assuming you get their planes and their routes, which would be pretty cool. So there's Yeah,
2: but I can't imagine doing that and not immediately losing huge amounts of uh, money on it.
0: Well, I mean, they seem profitable. (laughs) I made a lot of money investing just like 200K. I think I made like uh, 100K off of that. So that was a lot. So, but yeah, it's, it's, there's so many things I, I play, I only played one game of this and I felt like I probably should have started again with the knowledge that I gained after playing about an hour, but I was just not, not going to do that. (laughs) No, like I, I just, again,
1: mystery tapping Y twice opens a whole different goddamn menu. So I'm like, I'm looking at my, uh, income, I assume since the Says Inc. Period. I'm looking at the income for Airman Airlines, and uh, it's like insane. Like, there's just so much stuff. Like, 21PL. What is that? Is that 88 percent? Two, I guess. Two HL is a uh, hotel. It's at 12 percent zero. I guess stock. But it's like one of these things where it's like there are so many acronyms and so many everything's so truncated. Like, I would definitely
0: need to read the manual like three times to remember all this stuff. That's, this, the one reason this should have a mouse is tooltips, and of course no Super Nintendo, there's very few, I guess, I think there's at least one, but there's there's not going to be a Super Nintendo game using tooltips, but that would help so much, if you could just hover over, you know, 308PL, and it would give you at least a small description of what the hell PL means. I guess, I mean, it is just, it was just kind of expected back then that you would read the
3: manual, any kind of sim game, it was just a part of the experience, so...
0: See, I read the manual and I don't feel like it covered everything. <laughs> <laughs> of course I can't I'm, find it now. I don't know where I downloaded yeah, it. Yeah, I'm
1: I'm Googling it right now.
0: Well, okay, so the only version of the manual I could find though had pages missing, so <laughs> maybe that's yeah, the issue.
2: about five pages missing from a sixty page manual, so it was a little bit harder to uh play this game than if you were actually uh buying a physical copy, which did. Is-
1: yeah, like, I'm looking at a scan right now. This looks like it was, like, spent 10 years under someone's armpit. Like, shouldn't someone, like, <laughs> be doing a good job archiving this shit? Every page is dog-eared. There's probably, like, a, okay, sorry, this page isn't available. Like, how do you miss a bunch of pages from the middle of this? dog ate oh, it. I'm going to the end. I'm going to see if there's any anything written in the notes. No, but the whole half of the back page is missing.
0: Yeah, I was really surprised. Is this game rare? I know that the sequel is. Let's find out. I'm going to try and buy this on eBay. I mean, I know you already did Tolpa, but I also know you don't like to talk about finances, so uh, <laughs> so I'll look it up.
1: I buy every game I play. I don't know about you guys.
0: So you could get a complete copy for 60 bucks, which isn't cheap, but it's not Earthbound. I definitely
2: did not spend sixty dollars. I have to confess that I've been pirating all of the games this entire time. I knew you were a liar. <laughs> I can't believe
1: I'm playing with. I can't believe I'm playing with talking with software pirates. I feel like Clint pirated them. I didn't really pirate them. So <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I, I'm
0: the this distributor. Is interesting.
1: Did like the? Did you look at the event effects at the? Uh, End of the manual? No, I didn't really. <laughs> okay, so you have you have event, war, internal struggle, tourist boom, world fair, Olympic Games, labor strikes, earthquake, bad weather, accidents. I didn't get bad weather. I did have tons of eternal struggle, but I was also playing mainly in the 60s, and we know that was a wild decade. Everyone was going topsy-turvy.
0: And everyone was, was high on the marijuana, the Mary Jane. I don't know what that is. That's okay. You're, you're young and naive. Well, you're 49 and naive. How'd you get there? <laughs> I
1: spent a lot of it on planes. They don't let you smoke weed on
0: planes. <laughs> Not anymore. Not after the 60s. God damn. <laughs> I actually had that thought while I was playing this game. It's like, I am playing the era in which you could smoke on a plane. Like, that's pretty incredible. <laughs> Uh, yeah, another mystery I noticed is that, because, okay, Tulpa was talking about, I think it was Tulpa, talking about that uh Mode 7 map of the, uh, of whenever you start a new route, it shows a plane taking off and landing in the new spot. Uh, the plane definitely had VTOL, uh, vertical takeoff and landing, because it just went straight up, and then over to the other city, and then straight down, so I I don't know what alternate universe this is, where all the Boeing planes have VTOL. So.
1: <laughs> One of those things, it's like, um. Never mind, edit this out. I was gonna go on a big tangent about, uh, Preston Sturgis movies, but maybe now's not the time.
0: <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Tolpa is doing a bunch of starts, like starting on different, uh, uh, cities and just seeing what happens. There are so many portraits, like. There's at least twenty, twenty-five. Like, that's ridiculous.
1: There's one dude, like, like Tulpas just linked to this one dude who is definitely like fucking Anton Lavey, and right above him is like Rob Ford in the 70s. Like, th- these portraits are really
2: great. Hey, yeah. Uh, so this is so this is definitely pushing the edits of this game even further than how we rated it originally in Vanity. This game has no flaws in the way. It even if the all the planes are vertical and
0: <laughs> yeah no I'm, I'm i'm really impressed i like i'm impressed at the amount of detail like it's and, and the amount of detail that's only going to show in multiple three to four hour long play sessions like that's well, well, pretty impressive
1: now i really want to play supersonic because like do you think supersonic like takes us to the next level do you think it just like goes supersonic
2: like it lives up to its name i can only hope so i mean maybe the interface will be better it, given that it has a lot of flaws with uh how boring the waiting for your next turn is okay i,
1: I gotta step away from my computer for the next two minutes and, and take some deep breaths i'm this close to buying a copy of arrow supersonic and bringing it to select button meetup and doing competitive aerobis supersonic.
0: Don't yes, do, it, do it. Don't do it.
3: <laughs> that is the one I had actually played before. I tried playing it multiplayer over like
1: ZSNES, but um I didn't have much luck. Did it like can't remember Mario the differences, Party thing? Though. Did, did like did everyone just like go nuts and start like killing each
0: other? Wait, or did everyone just get this really bored.
3: Buildings tumbling down. <laughs>
0: Wait. <laughs> what the hell happens when you play Mario Party? <laughs>
1: I don't, I, what? I don't know. I was playing with kids. I'm 49 years old. Like, I've got like kids all over this country, all over this world. And like, you know, you play Mario parties, shit gets wild. Like, what? You think it's a passive thing? Like, people are stealing stars. It's all random. Everyone's getting mad. That's true. Maybe, maybe it's because I'm from New York and we're all wild boys, but. Mario
0: Party made me cry once. I remember that.
1: <laughs> I, I think we can do a three-part podcast about this. What, what caused you to cry over Mario Party?
0: <laughs> I was playing single player. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, you know, baby shoes never worn. You just wrote
2: the sh- saddest short story of all time right there.
0: Single-player Mario Party.
2: <laughs> and it is it is six words. Mario Party. I was playing single-player.
0: Yeah, that's, that's all you need. <laughs> Shit. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. What other mysteries do we have about this this fairly mysterious game? Their skin is all very
3: smooth. Like, it's that- been buffed.
0: Yeah, they all look very... Uh, very acne free which is nice and yeah. and no wrinkles or anything like look at everyone's forehead except
1: to be frank the people of color look kind of zitty or maybe it's just in these screenshots but that's kind of i don't know
0: i think you're, it's weird they only apply dithering to people who aren't white and that makes it look it makes them look kind of spotty that's weird I mean you, there I is some dithering on the bald guy, but it's not nearly as as like present on on their whole faces what a weird thing to notice. I like that. <laughs> I suspect they have a racial bias in their color palettes, oh yeah, for sure, just the same way that like photography is uh meant for white people the the snes palette was not meant to to have people of color in it i wouldn't I, actually that would that' probably make a pretty good article. <laughs>
2: That would not surprise me at all about the Super Nintendo palette, because, yeah, just looking at this, the dithering is just much more noticeable on uh, the uh, people of color than it is on uh, these uh, pasty white satans.
0: (laughs) Pasty white satans? Ah uh, shit okay well there's another mystery for you. Was this nest palette inherently racist? P- it probably. was,
1: and we could probably get paid like fifty bucks to write three thousand words about this for Kotaku <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right well, I well, we could get
2: paid or we could get paid zero dollars by making a post about it on select button and then Kotaku plagiarizes the article
1: i mean i, I can't imagine being a plagiarist. imagine stealing someone else's work and claiming it as your own. I can't. But you could get blood potions,
0: which is way more valuable than money. Oh, it is. Yeah, that's just that's just social uh, money. What's the word I'm looking for? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Cur- currency? There you go. Social currency.
1: I know. I kn- hold on. I got to go check my blood potion count. I'll be right back.
0: <laughs> Your blood potion count is very high, I think. Um... <laughs> I'm number two right now, baby. I'm
1: number two on ratio. Number- I'm in spitting distance of number one. Edit this out.
0: it's it's a fun race isn't it my ratio is very low especially if you compare given to to receive because i just drop that shit like like it's free which it is it is free everyone should be dropping that like it's free
1: everyone should know they're loved like i'm not gonna go hand out something i'm not gonna give you a like if you're a piece of garbage screw you if i'm doing it i mean it (laughs) i mean it i mean i love everyone here right now thank you i'm going to let go of push to talk (laughs)
0: all right let's move on um let's talk about a different game entirely in the uh segment we like to call salary man corner dun 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 Uh, So yeah, so we played a pachinko game this week. Uh, This is the section where we talk about Japanese games that are very impenetrable and uh, difficult to actually care about, despite, perhaps, their quality. And this week it was a pachinko game called Heiwa, Heiwa, Pachinko World 3. So not 2, not 1, it's 3. Uh, it's it's a it's released by a real pachinko machine company and it's a it's training you to play real pachinko machines and if that sounds familiar it's because we played a game just like this by a different company uh, a few weeks ago so uh, we, we played it for five minutes or no minutes maybe um, who knows because uh, it's pachinko for Christ's sake I
3: actually played this for much longer than I played the airplane game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Well tell me what you thought. That's straight but because,
3: and part out, I did not play this game. Okay, perfect. It evens out. Um, I mostly just did the menus because the patch show is a pretty cool guy. Um, yeah, I
1: mostly just did the menus. The good <laughs> menus. Well, I mean, it's nothing but menus because, like, I tried to play it. And I got nothing but it's, like, this huge wall of text. Like, I can't remember the last time I played a Japanese game that had so much text. And I'd, I don't know... What's the complicated shit like that you would, that an adult can read? They don't teach it in school yet. It was like that stuff. And, um, I don't know any Japanese. I barely know English, but like I couldn't figure out how to start a game. I couldn't figure out how to throw balls. I just kept like going in and out of menus. I was totally overwhelmed. It was not as stressful as this because it didn't have numbers, but it was
0: still pretty stressful. Yeah, there are a lot of menus in this game, and I think that's a recurring theme with the pachinko games, is that there are occasions where we can't even figure out how to get to the damn machines. Uh, I did get to a machine, uh, but I missed the mo- the, the machine is boring. It had a slot machine in it. It, it. There was a dragon, who cares. The- the- the most interesting part was that it had a mascot, and that mascot's name Actually, I don't think this is true. I think this is a ripoff, but it was a, a living pachinko ball that looked a lot like the modern variations of Pac-Man with the arms and the weird face and shit. And it was all over the menus dancing and shit. Uh, it looks like Pachiokun, which there are a bunch of games centered around Pachiokun. I don't think this is Pachiokun. I think it's a ripoff, which is even weirder. Mm, cause it would be in the title, wouldn't it, if it was him? Exactly. It would be in the title. And, and that's not necessarily true. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, maybe they licensed it and nobody in, uh, you know, who knows English and Japanese cares to write about it on Giant Bomb. But I thought that was weird. And, and the, the mascot is just absolutely terrifying. Like, if you've played Pac Man 2 with the weird facial expressions that Pac Man does, imagine that, except he's gray. I mean, same shit.
1: <laughs> so did you win any games of Pachinko, Riley? Yeah. Yeah, I won a bunch of money, man. Holy shit. I,
3: this is the first time I've ever properly tried to play a Pachinko game, but. I don't know, I just seemed to, I just usually selected the first option and I got through and I I just bet all my money and all these balls were flying everywhere and I pressed left and right and slots happened and there was noises and then I seemed to get money.
1: Well, Is that the mistake I was making? Because I don't think I was hitting left and right, I think I was hitting up and down. I I couldn't figure out how to make the balls come out. Oh, as soon as you like bet the money, I think you just press A and they
3: fly out or something like that. But you have to you have to pull up a little pop-up window and then
0: you say, "You know, but a thousand yen," and I guess that's a thousand yen worth of
3: balls or something.
0: Yeah, I had a hard time getting it started, but then I figured out you have to put in the money, and then you have to say, "I want these balls as well," which was weird. i I don't understand how Pachinko works. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm very impressed by all the restraint throughout this segment compared to the mayonnaise podcast.
0: This isn't our first rodeo in pachinko that we've made all the balls jokes,
1: <laughs> but there's so many more to be made. Oh, but there like, are. I can't remember if last time I was on, we played we played uh, battle jockey, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it was like a like I went to a pachinko parlor once, and it was the most depressing experience of my life. Like I never want to go through that again. Everyone there looked miserable. Half the people, you know, it reeked of smoke. I was hung over, I'm sure everyone else there was hung over. And like almost everyone while they were playing pachinko was also playing a gotcha game on their phone. Amazing. So it's like one of these things where like I have to it seems like needlessly complex. Like I could not figure out how to start this. And I want to know how much of like like this complexity that you see in gotcha games, how much of it comes from pachinko and just like or maybe it's me as an outsider not being able to get it. Like, maybe everything in America is just as backwards and you can't get it if you're not in there. But I, anyway, yeah.
2: I mean, can anyone make sense of, of the uh, gambling games in American casinos?
0: Yeah, they're actually really confusing. Unless you're playing a slot machine. I mean, like, it's absolutely baffling, like, if you don't know what's going on. Even, like, uh, virtual poker can is confusing if you don't know what the hands are. Which I didn't when the first time I played virtual poker on a Game Boy or something, so... <laughs>
1: but, but, but that isn't a da- an adaptation of a card
0: game. Like, pachinko is only a thing that can be done through a machine, right? Ah, that's true. You weren't playing pachinko with, like, your friends with balls that you were flicking around or something. <laughs> Not unless you were very lucky. <laughs> Alright, we've, we've peaked, everyone. <laughs> we can shut the podcast down now. Woo, 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 woo. Podcast over. All right. Let's, let's move on. We'll have another chance in a while to talk about balls. Let's, let's, let's go back. We're going back to Aerobiz. Everyone, reset your minds. Imagine you're on a plane and also not miserable. Okay. That's Aerobiz. Let's talk about poetry. What? poetry did we find in this game? It could be text, it could be pictures, it could be whatever the hell you want, because poetry is made up. Uh, What'd you find? Resounding silence. Yeah, I was afraid of that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just looking through my screenshots, actually. Uh, There's not a lot of uh, just text by itself. I think the only poetry we found, or that I found, was from the manual, which, let me open that up again so I can find it.
0: Yeah, I did find a part that made it look like the manual was written by robots. Um so when you're choosing your player uh or like your players because you can have up to 4, it defaults to one man and three comms. And then they in the manual they decide to really make this clear uh by saying use the control pad to move through to the player selection and push button A to highlight the comm computer. And then it says players as human all HUMAN players will be in the player's control. So Mantis Hall in Caps. And I just really love the idea that this was written by an alien who was like, Yes, we will make game for HUMAN, and we will make the man in the game.
1: <laughs> it's actually I'm looking at the manual now, and the first page is Welcome to the Koei World. And it's from Yoichi Arakawa, who is the president of Koei Corporation. And he's like, you know, have you ever wondered what it would like be like to take part in history's great events? And he, he, he it's it's very basic.
2: Well, yeah, I was going to highlight that page as well because I, I just love that message to the players, like participate in history.
1: Yeah, because that was their big thing. Like they, they were not selling this solely as entertainment. I mean, edutainment, but it seemed like they were going that direction. Like that, that, that's how I one of the reasons, like. I kind of rejected Nobunaga's ambition because, like, this shit's trying to make me fucking learn about history and math. Like, fuck you. But I still kept at it.
0: <laughs> yeah, the manual, I really like that intro. Specifically the part where it says in the intro to a uh, an airplane game, through our games, you will encounter historical situations where you can play many roles, a hero, warrior, maybe even a ruler, and in the process, create your own history. And I'm fucking deciding how much money we spend on advertising. Like, it really doesn't match up.
1: And I'm looking at the, like, you mentioned, like, uh, like the tutorial section, which is described as quick play. The ex- this explanation is a successful start to your career as CEO of your own airline. And um it kinda reads like you're like they're translating the game for you. Like it reads like you're reading a game you know, file from nineteen ninety-six. It's kinda interesting.
0: Oh, your company does pay quarterly fees to keep those slots open. Okay, that explains some of my expenses, because I had a lot of slots open. So I'm reading I'm reading the manual thoroughly for the first time.
1: <laughs> oh god. No one is willing to fly in f-
0: planes which are known to break down. There are five types of data: simple data, industry data, city data, quarterly reports, and yearly reports. Those are the five types of data, and maybe the only, maybe the five genders as well. So they
3: can be the new criteria to <laughs> oh. <for> the
0: podcast. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: Definitely. For our uh, next topic,
1: we- let's talk about city data. <laughs> 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 Passengers also lose faith in airlines which show up in the news because of
2: problems. Typhoons, windstorms, and blizzards delay flights and tend to frighten tourists from flying. So there's actually a lot of poetry, Daniel.
0: Yeah, this is interesting. (laughs) I think every single description
2: of a city is in is in itself some poetry. Oh,
3: they describe all the cities. That's interesting
0: yeah they do i i didn't even see this when i scrolled through at about 600 miles per hour looking for the one thing i couldn't figure out
1: (laughs) when war breaks out the price of fuel increases on a worldwide scale i'm very bad at reading out loud
0: (laughs) i i I like when war breaks out and then it just talks about fuel like nobody cares about anything else (laughs) wait this game has a world fair like when was the last world fair they still hold the world fair Actually, that's a good question, because the only one I know about was in the, like, early 1900s. I grew uh, up there in was like a,
3: there, there was some in the 60s, at the least. But, yeah, I don't think that's been for a long time. Yeah, well, like, wonder, that what is what
2: was... probably just an event that happened in the 60s.
0: Oh, you know what? They, the World's Fair was in Seattle, and they built the Space Needle in the 60s. You yeah, yeah they go. I don't know what but, I was, there was
1: one in, uh There was one in New York... And, like, you know, like, I spent my whole childhood, like, driving through Queens, and, like, you see this giant globe, and you see, like, I, I gotta find a photo of it. I don't know what it's called, but it's it's in Queens, and it's, like, this horrifying, like, structure that I don't even know how to describe right now. But it's, like, okay, there's a whole bunch of them I'm looking at right now. Ruins of the Observatory Towers in 20, 2006. Like, it's really, like, gross. Yeah, because usually they were temporary. And, like, yeah.
0: Yeah, the Space Needle was supposed to be temporary, but they just kept it up, I guess. Yeah, they've
3: kept one of them up here, and it's just kind of this wooden, but it's not supposed to look wooden building. It's like fake. Yeah, it's weird.
0: Nice. Uh, So yeah, I guess you can have a World Fair. I never saw one of those. Uh, You can have labor strikes if you fuck over your your workers. What is... So... So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> bachelor. Oh, what the bachelor. Holy shit. I've been reading
2: I've been read sorry, I, I completely interrupted you and talked over you and destroyed uh, the audio. But uh the description for uh India in, in, in the, is incredible. The this legend word. Raja Shah Jahan draws many people to Delhi. He was the king who mourned over the loss of a princess. In memory of her, Raja Shah Jahan built the Taj Mahal, the temple which has enchanted many visitors to Delhi
0: oh that's <laughs> lovely. What a lovely bit of bit of uh history there
1: <laughs> and here's another thing Tokyo Tokyo starts off with Tokyo is a city of progress, like they're totally putting themselves over here maybe i'm just maybe I'm wrong maybe uh koei isn't in uh Tokyo, but come
0: on, buddy, yeah, you're showing your biases here. <laughs> Yeah, because Tokyo is a city of progress versus Sydney is the largest city in Australia.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Many artists come to New York and compete to make their name on Broadway. In the great
0: battle of the artists where one (laughs)
1: enters and two... nope. fuck. (laughs) I mean, I assume that's technically true, but by 1992 or whatever...
0: I just really like the idea of artists battling, like with swords.
1: Art isn't a competition, but it isn't competition if you, you know, don't step into my arena, motherfucker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's some good poetry. Any any more? Oh, uh, the French airline is called Le Air, which I thought was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> they were my big rival. Like
1: I, I don't know, I hated the fucking French. They they did. They just kept like stomping the shit out of me.
0: Oh my god, Le Air is real. <laughs> really. Yeah, it's a it's a it's an airline in the Bahamas. Uh,
2: well, they have a terrible fucking name. They do. Another
0: interesting
1: thing is, if, like, um, like they put "La" in quotes. They put like you know under Rio de Janeiro, they put "Rio" in quotes. Like it's sort of like kind of reads like a Jack Kirby comic, like the liberal usage of quotation
0: marks for no reason. Los Angeles or L.A. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, any more poetry? What do we got? What do we got? Yeah, I think we've rung this dry. We've we've emptied this well because uh, we we're, the manual is good, but there's not much going on in the game in terms. Okay, not just boring text.
1: Yeah, but hold on a second. I'm calling the Coley Corporation hotline right now. Are you fucking do
0: it? <laughs> Where is it? Oh yeah. Technical support department at 415-348-0500 between the hours of 9 a.m. Yeah, to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Monday through Friday. It's Sunday, so they may if not
1: answer. It's been disconnected, so I would recommend not buying a Koei game because like, you're not going to get support. They only have a hotline anymore, so fuck them.
0: God damn it. I'm looking up the 415 area code. Oh, it's in San Francisco. So they had, I guess, people in San Francisco answering the phone. How weird. Do you think there were companies that, like, contracted out to be game advice people, and, like, that was their job for multiple companies? Anyway. <laughs> I assume every single, uh, like, um,
1: North American branch of a Japanese software company was just run by some, like, inept son-in-law.
0: <laughs> That's probably not totally off the mark for a lot of these. All right. Um. Okay. I'm comfortable moving on to our final topic, which is Harmony. Um, and yeah, I don't know. This game really, really comes together well. I think um, there, there's not a lot to, as, as much as I've kind of criticized this game for various things. Like it does what it's supposed to do um, very well. So, but but what do you all think about uh, the harmony of this game?
2: I, I think it's a go- I'm
1: sorry, go play.
2: Oh, I, I was just going to stall for a second while I thought what I was trying to say. So you go ahead because you actually had. To-
1: no, like I, I, I do think it's one of those things. Like we were talking earlier about, like you know, the train spotting people. These people who are just like obsessed with trains, and how maybe this doesn't appeal to the same people like the the plane equivalent. But I think it might have because like you got some decent like full motion, not full motion video, but as close as you're gonna get on a Super Nintendo. Like you got lots of little like digging through this and look, you know learning that I can hit Y twice and I can go and find all these other stats like it must have appealed to someone like there is there is something here there is something like if I was a plain dude like I would And I, I keep saying like I spent the deli- I spent two hours just feeling like as stressed out as I felt in years but like I keep playing it like it's still running like as I'm talking right now I am tapping my monitor like I'm a five year old You know, like, who's never seen a non-touchscreen before. Like, I'm going, yeah, I'm playing this right now. And it's like, it's got an appeal to it. It, it, It's very well done. It's not as good as the mayonnaise game. I don't recommend you play this because you might lose your whole life to it and you have nothing to show for it. But it's neat.
2: If you do play this game uh, and you win uh, the game at all, then any airline in the world is obligated to hire you as an executive.
0: I used to wonder that when I would play Red Alert. It's like, if I play this game well enough, will I get contacted by the military? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: uh, So, AeroBiz would definitely be, like, the saddest version of that movie, The Last Starfighter.
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Oh, God, that's really sad. That is- <laughs> We need you to stand in front of the board and justify your decisions. <laughs> oh, fuck me. I'm going to stay at home. Alien
1: air traffic controller.
0: Air traffic. Oh, God, there are air traffic controller games, aren't there? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a stressful game. I think I would just die of a heart attack.
2: Which I think I just realized the plot of the AeroBiz manga would definitely be a a Last Starfighter premise where it's like some 12-year-old kid who's a genius at (laughs) AeroBiz, runs (laughs) runs Tokyo Air and uh, becomes the most important airline in the world.
0: And then, yeah, and then everything revolves around airliners and it's the most famous, like, job you could possibly have in the world. Yeah, that sounds about right. Sounds about right.
2: And and all of the uh, other CEOs are for some reason also twelve year olds.
0: Yeah, well, the Aerobiz <laughs> thing—it it trained people, you know. <laughs> I have a twelve-year-old with a comb over. He's like the heel. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think this game, I I do think it would appeal to plane spotters, as we'll call them. I actually knew a guy at work who had an app on his phone that would tell him what plane was overhead and, like, where it was flying to and from, and basically all the information you could get, uh, you know, public knowledge. And he was just really interested in it for, like, no reason. And this, I, I didn't get it, but, you know, no judgment. But- I feel
3: like having that app would put you on an
1: FBI list. <laughs> oh, it would. It definitely would. Like, I, I've gone, like, I've gone on a few flights this year, and every time, like, there's always something interesting at the airport that I want to photograph, especially when it's under construction. And every time, like, I break out into a sweat because I'm thinking they're going to bust me, and I know they're watching me. I know I'm on a goddamn watch list. But he's like, no, dude, I just want to get some reference photos. Because it, it's, yeah.
2: There's yeah. very little architecture in the world as ugly as airport architecture. Yeah, getting reference photos of it is important because it's hard to imagine how ugly it is just, like, uh, thinking about it.
0: Yeah, they're they're bad. Airports are bad. That's Um, what I've learned from this game, airports are bad.
3: I need to mention that the World's Fair is still going on, and this year it was in Kazakhstan, and... It, they've already, like, decided who's going to have it up to, like, 2020 or 2025 or something.
0: That's so weird because, like, there were a few World's Fairs that were really big deals and now it's, like, the national aerobics competitions. Like, nobody cares. We you need know. to make it look, like
3: bigger than the Olympics and stuff, really. like,
0: Yeah, they
1: were a huge deal. Like, in that, what we need to do is, like, try and get one scheduled for wherever the next select button meetup occurs. Assuming this one doesn't end in like some Lord of the Flies situation, which is my expectation of it.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm well, coming twenty twenties
1: in, li- in Dubai.
0: Oh yeah, we should do the SB meetup in in Dubai. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm coming in late to the meetup because of life. Even though I live in the fucking area, uh, am I gonna walk into a bloodbath or what? Like. <laughs> What's the plan for that? You, it, it's going to be like, you know,
1: you're just going to see a bunch of charred corpses. Maybe i will be like a wild pig running around. That's I deny all up. accusations. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh,
1: God. All right. M- multiplayer competitive Aerobiz Supersonic just goes totally wrong, and, and everyone kills each other. That's what
0: happened. <laughs> oh, God. The game that everyone died for, I didn't expect it to be Aerobiz, but... Yep, there Blood we go. Blood is on your hands, Clint. I'm sorry. Yeah. so,
2: Harmony, bottom line, AeroBiz will kill you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and not just from stress, from actual murder, folks. Stay away from AeroBiz. Cool. Uh, how does it go? Oh my god, why can't I remember the drug thing the FBI did? Cool Winter kids don't, don't smoke tr- pot. What does it say?
3: Oh, winners don't use drugs. drugs.
0: That's it. Winners don't play AeroBiz. Fucking god, my brain is just a sieve. <laughs> um alright yeah. Glad, not... I'm glad
1: the Australian got it right and I got it wrong right. wait what did you say I couldn't hear you
0: I quoted a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles anti-drug perfect because <laughs> if anybody's going to sell me the idea of not taking drugs that could change you into a cool fucking ninja it's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles
2: wait, uh, wait what drugs can change you into a cool
0: fucking ninja Whatever the Ninja Turtles took! The same thing that made Daredevil the blind ooze. and really cool. The ooze. PCP? Yeah, you gotta
1: watch Ninja Turtles 2, the secret of the fucking ooze, dude. Yeah, thank you. And it is
0: PCP. <laughs> Alright, um... Okay, well, I yeah, I would say the same. I mean, on, in, in all seriousness, Aerobiz sets out to do an aero, a- aeroplane, an aeroplane... I'm not British. Um, an airplane simulation game where you run a business and it does that well. And the only thing that's missing, I feel like, is charts. It's very pretty. It's very nice. And I could definitely see if this was a game I'd had on the real Super Nintendo and also time to waste on something like this. I think I would have gotten very good at this game. <laughs> so harmonious overall, I'd say.
2: Yeah. If you were a burgeoning uh, CEO, then this is the game to play.
0: Yeah, if I'd played Aerobiz, I wouldn't be talking to you schmucks right now. (laughs) I'd be rolling in my aeroplane CEO money. (laughs) All right, podcasting on a plane. I'd be podcasting from a plane. I'd get that free wireless because I'm the CEO. I I, there's you know there's a class above first class. It's called C class, and it's only for the CEOs. And it's a it's a little uh, you know room down where the luggage is supposed to be, but there's actually a room, and it's just full of full of podcasting equipment. (laughs) And everyone cats who's taking their cats somewhere. You get to touch them all. You get to pet the cats. Unless you're allergic to cats. In which case you don't get a room, sorry. Cats are more important. It's called the C room. It's called C class for a reason.
3: Yeah, I'm glad it's called the C class. I think that makes that's appropriate.
2: Yeah, it works.
0: <laughs> okay, well I any final notes on this game? Uh
2: just a final note that like even if this game sounds too dry to uh, some people, you should definitely check out uh, other uh, Koei strategy games. They're just generally dry. good.
0: They're good, yeah.
2: <laughs> dry, yeah. But, but, you know, sometimes you have to have the romance of the Three Kingdoms in your life. Like, it's worth experiencing. I'm watching the
1: attract uh, screen right now. Cause I accidentally reset my games to saving. <laughs> and it, it's interesting. Cause like it, it does show, um, a mode seven world map. And I have to think maybe this started off as like an abandoned, uh, RPG. That would be fun. And if, if there's any role you're going to play, why not make it an airline executive?
0: There you go. Final word. This is a role playing game. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're good then. Um, so uh, <clears throat> I'm going to call it. I'm going to say that's it for this podcast. Um, so if people want to hear more from you, where can they? Uh, where can they find you?
3: Uh, um, hmm. uh, I'm not going to spell out my name, so you're just going to have to do some detective work. Um, yeah. Too bad.
0: I have <laughs> websites. Yeah, you're pretty easy to find.
1: <laughs> I, you can find me and my hit game DDD to Natural Playboys at Batchersoft.com. I'm at, at Batchersoft on Twitter and on Instagram, and you should follow me. Thank you.
2: I am Talpa on the forums, of course, and you can find me on Twitter under the name of Memorius Talpa. Wherein, uh, you will follow me for about five minutes and then unfollow me the next time I tweet. I know you. I've seen it happen.
0: <laughs> and, uh, I've been virtual Clint. Um, you can find me personally on Twitter as, uh, virtual Clint. Uh, I'm on the forums as virtual Clint. Um, and thanks for listening, uh, to this, this episode of the podcast. Um, oh, I want to do a quick promo for a, uh, sister podcast, I guess I'd call it. Uh, there, there's, uh, four, Five folks playing D and D, doing a podcast about it called "No Rangers Allowed," and is GM'd by our uh, very present tulpa. Uh, played, and then you know, if you want more shrug, you can get some shrug on there. There's also Cubalibre, uh, KM, uh, otherwise known as Miles and Gary, are playing, and it's great. It's great fun. I'm halfway through the second episode, and I want more. Um, so it's new. You can catch up real easy. Uh, it
1: also has really, really good art. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's really good.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: The the art is by uh, Bachelor, and it's great. It is fantastic. I forgot about that. It's got a flump in it, and I'm not going to tell you what a flump is, but look for the flump.
1: It's not as rude as you'd think, and it's definitely
0: a Tulpa tribute. I don't know what a flump is. I'm not not hip enough. But, uh, yeah, keep an eye out for the flump. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, and... uh, Let's see. What else do I, do I usually say? If you like this podcast, uh, tell your friends. That's the only way that anybody's ever going to hear about it. Uh, tell anybody. And, uh, or leave a review on iTunes or leave a high rating on iTunes. That helps. If you leave a review, I will read it on the podcast, uh, even if it's really, really mean. And, uh, I don't have any new reviews, unfortunately. So please leave a review. We're desperate. I'm desperate. It's just me. Um, for updates and to vote on our next game, I'm doing all the polls on Twitter now to make it easier. Uh, follow at SNExploration. That's Snexploration on Twitter. Uh, if you have questions or something, I don't know what people email podcasts. You can email us at snexploration at gmail.com. Uh, Courier runs our Tumblr which is Uh And I actually have a, a link for the Discord, too. If you want to hang out and chat with us, go to... This is a short link. You ready? It's tiny.cc forward slash SNESCORD. S-N-E-S-C-O-R-D. Uh, as always, for more inane video game discussion, jump onto the selectbutton.net forums. We're all there. We're all great. We are amazing people. Um And it's time to list the three games that you'll get to vote on. Uh if you vote before this podcast goes out. So, y'all ready? <laughs>
1: yeah, Thanks, let, me, so let me rock the vote. So
0: all I right. Well, actually, you, you're not totally off. Uh, next week, we've got these three lined up. We've got something called Same Game, which is what you would think it is. Uh, we've got Bomboozle, or otherwise known as Kablooey, which is oh, another... Oh, pretty cool. Yeah, it's all right. It's another puzzle game. Uh, and then Super Pinball 2, The Amazing Odyssey. So we'll be playing one of those three. Uh, head over to Twitter to vote. Uh, the voting will be over by the time you hear this, so just remember to do it next week. Follow us. Um, and yeah, and the next podcast is going to go up November 25th, so two weeks from today. Um, and uh, we'll close out with our usual closer. Until next time, uh, it's not style savvy fuck what was that called <laughs> whatever it is it's not style savvy
2: and uh, i i think my it's not pop cuties
0: shit street
1: fashion simulation
0: thank you it's not pop cuties fashion street fashion simulation <laughs> anyone else got anything
2: <laughs> it's Thanks. not it's not nobunaga's ambition though it is nobunaga's ambition if he was an airplane ceo it's not angelic troy
3: triple x um it's it's not uh played by me for more than
0: four minutes perfect (laughs) all right well thanks for listening everyone we'll see you in a couple of weeks bye oh bye As always, music has been provided by the incomparable Schnabubula. Uh, the song is playing Super Mario World while taking mushrooms. Uh, we've also got the uh, song at the very end was, again, our very own Tulpa. It was the AeroBiz Vaporwave remix Uzora Europe 2. No, just forget the two. Anyway, uh, bye.